Good morning. Happy Sabbath. Now she's just saying, Mary, did you know? And I don't think Mary knew all of the redemption story when she birthed and raised Jesus, her son and God's son. But she knew she was given this task. She was handed this big thing to do. Um, to, to raise Jesus. And I imagine at the time, she didn't understand the, the whole thing of all this would encompass, but she had faith in God as she said yes to, to having God's son, um, that he would keep his promise and he would, he would roll out this plan of salvation. So um, yeah, thank you for singing that song, guys. Let's, let's have a word of prayer and get into the story. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father God, I pray this morning um, you be with us here. You continue to be with us. God, I ask that you show us what faith is. You show us as this year is coming to a close and the new year is beginning, um, what we we need to do to hasten your coming, God. Because we're here, we're ready. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I hope every single one of you had a great Christmas yesterday. Um, I know there were some who were praying for snow, and we got snow because we got it. It was a beautiful end to this this year. Um, Now, I um, know you probably had a limited limited family Christmas. I got a lot of calls from my family on FaceTime. I got to see my new nephew who's four days old, my grandma who's staying by herself this year. Um, so different, it was a different Christmas, right? Different year. And um, this is the last Sabbath of 2020. There's just a few more days, and I know a lot of us are ready for a new year and new things to begin, right? And as I was counting down the days um, until Christmas this year, I wanted to do something special with my daughter, Ellie. Um, I like getting the chocolate on the advent calendars. Those are fun. But I want to do something a little bit more meaningful with her. So I decided to do every single day of December to read one, um, about one character in the Christmas story. So we read about Simeon. A few days ago, just a few days before Christmas. And Simeon, whose name means hearing, he really knew God. And he had a, though small, he had a role to play in the Christmas story. And the Bible tells us he was a devout, righteous man. He listened, he talked to God, and God spoke back to him through the Holy Spirit. Awesome. And God told him that he wouldn't die until the Messiah he saw the Messiah. Now, it's so, so amazing. Imagine if God told someone today that they wouldn't die until they saw the second coming. Like, that's what it was. He, he was, said, you won't die until the Messiah. You see the Messiah. So Simeon went to the temple, and um, the same day Mary and Joseph brought baby Jesus. He didn't know them. They didn't know him. But the Holy Spirit guided him and said, that's, that's the baby. That's the Messiah. There was a lot of babies here, like the one we had dedicated. But he knew exactly who the Messiah was. And he held this baby in his hand, and, and the Bible tells us that he said, now I can, now I can go, I've held the Messiah. And, and he knew, he was one of the first in Jesus' ministry on earth, he knew that this was God in the flesh, when a lot of people hadn't recognized that, didn't know that yet. Now, God, just like Mary, just like Simeon, God has a task a piece of the story of Christmas, a piece of the redemption story for each of us to be a part of if we say yes. He has this baton for each of us to carry in the race that we are running of life. And he has marked this out for us. 
Now, I love running and um, sometimes watching it more than doing it, but I do love running. It's, it's quite fun. And I always look forward to the Olympics. Now, this, this summer Olympics, this past summer, they were supposed to be held in Tokyo. And like many of the things in 2020, that was changed. But they decided to show some highlights of previous races, some clips from previous years. And I got to rewatch the women's 4x100 relay race and it, from 2016 when it was in Rio. So they showed, um, yeah, they showed these highlights. And this, the 4x100, if you don't know what it is, it's a really quick race. There's four runners, they have a baton, and they each run 100 meters, and they pass the baton and get it across the line. Super fast. And um, so the, the Rio Olympics in 2016, the U.S. women were predicted to be the fastest women out there. Like, they were the ones to beat going, going into this race. So there's a qualifying race, you have to get, a time, get in the top times, and then there's a final race where they get the medals. So the stadium was filled in Rio. There's about 60,000 people, 32 runners out on the field, and there should have been a whole lot more runners in, than racers. Like, like in church, I wish there was a lot more runners than up here than me just preaching by myself. But anyways, um, the racers lined up. The shot was fired, and then the runners took off. Allison Felix was the second runner for the U.S. team. She gets this baton, and she runs with everything she has to make it to the exchange zone. All right, and I'm going to show you. I brought a baton like they would run with. So Allison Felix is the second runner. She gets this. She runs her leg, and as she gets into the exchange zone, she goes to pass it. Her, her running partner, English Gardner, is, has her hand outstretched and she's running already, waiting to catch it. And, and Felix is running, racing, and she <laughs> drops the baton. She missed it. She missed the pass and they, they quickly go and they pick it up and they say, what do we do? And they, they finish running the race, but by then everyone else has completed the race. And the Bible talks about us running a race, the race set before us. We get to carry this baton of faith in life. We get to get to these spiritual exchange zones where it's our responsibility to pass this baton of faith while we're running to someone else. We get to share that with someone else. That's what God gives us to do. And oftentimes in these exchange zones, we go to pass the baton and someone says, ah, I don't like the look of that baton. Can you give me another one? Or I don't want to lead in that. Mm, I'm not really into that, how that was done. Or, or it doesn't really fit into my life right now. But for these batons of faith, we need to pick up and we need to carry and we need to run the race that God has given to us. And, we, and so we don't drop it and be disqualified, right? So back to the race. Allison uh, drops this, Felix drops this baton. And they check the replay video. They look back at it. I don't know if some of you may have remembered this race. They look back, and she was actually hit during the exchange. So they gave them a chance to rerun the race. So they immediately get back to the start line, get back to where the race, the race began, and the shot goes off again. And, and they, they head for it, and they run a phenomenal race. They run this one flawlessly. They pass the baton with ease and they qualify for the finals. And in the final race, they won and run and win gold, gold medal. Now what matters in a relay is that they run all together. And we are running 
in a race in a community. It's not an individual sprint. The race we're running is in the footsteps of those who ran before us and those who are running right now beside us. doesn't matter how quick any one runner is, no one wins until each part is accomplished and the last runner crosses the finish line. Now we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 11. So open your Bible. Hebrews chapter 11. And the writer of Hebrews gives us a list of those who have carried the baton of faith before us. And they've passed this, this faith, these lessons of faith, down through the generations. Hebrews chapter 11. And, and we need to remember them. We need to remember them because maybe they have something to teach us. Maybe they have something to share with us, some sort of wisdom or resource or some understanding, some deeper understanding that we, we, we need to know. Maybe they did something right before we got to the scene um, that was important, right? So it's recorded in Hebrews, Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now faith is the certainty of things hoped for, the proof of things not seen. For by it, the people of old gained approval. Now, this baton of faith has been passed down from generation to generation, from Bible character to Bible character, and now it is passed to us. Now, we're in a pivotal, pivotal point of history, and I know as much as you do about what's going to happen in 2021, nothing, we don't know anything yet, how it's going to go. But we're past this baton right now. And maybe... You've been passed a baton of faith like Abel. Abel offered up his offering, the best sheep, like God had instructed him specifically to do. So what offering has God asked you to give him? Maybe you're past the baton of faith like Enoch. Enoch knew God so intimately. He walked with God. He listened to God. He talked to God. How is your relationship with God today? Maybe you're past the baton of Noah, And he was warned of things not yet seen or even experienced. He's never heard of rain, but he continued. He built an ark year after year with being ridiculed. How can you demonstrate your faith to God in this new year? Maybe you are past the baton of faith like Abraham, who was called to move. And he obeyed, not knowing where he was going. He said, all right, God, I'll just go. He listened also to God when God said, hey, give back your son. Where is God calling you to move? Maybe you are past the baton of faith like Sarah who experienced the impossible. She had gone through menopause, the physical un- physically unable to bear a child, and her hope had probably gone far before. What impossibility does God want to do in your life today? Maybe you're past the baton of faith like Isaac, whose father took him to a mountain to sacrifice him. His life pointed to the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus. How is God calling you to demonstrate your faith in him this new year? Maybe you're past the baton of faith like Jacob, who wrestled with God. Maybe you have these doubts, these things, these questions that are just rolling around. What are you wrestling with God today? Keep wrestling with those. Maybe you're past the baton of faith like Joseph and you're not living in your community. You're you're in a different place and outside of your country maybe, but there's a work for you to do where you are. How are you love on the move in that place? Maybe you're past the baton of faith like Moses' parents 
who did everything in their power to take care of their precious child. Maybe God's asking you to step up as a parent. There's things lacking. Maybe you're past the baton of faith like Moses, who God called to lead in a huge way. I mean, he had to lead this group of people through ups and downs, and they liked him, they didn't like him, they were mad at him, mad at God. I mean, hungry, all the Israelites. Is God calling you to lead for him? Maybe you're past the baton of faith like the Israelites going through the Red Sea. Something that is really hard that you've gone through maybe just this year. It was scary, but you made it through. How is God asking you to share that to encourage someone else who may be going through the same thing? Maybe you're past the baton of faith like those walking around the walls of Jericho, trusting God that he can take care of any obstacle in your way. He dropped a whole city. What do you need to trust God with today? And maybe you're past the baton of faith like Rahab, who though she was currently making many mistakes in her life, believed in God. Do you believe that God takes you where you are with all the icky things that you have done or are doing and forgives them? He does. And and chapter 11, verse 32 says this, and what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, about David and Samuel, about the prophets. We could add the mother of Jesus and Simeon and Paul and Silas, the disciples, John the Revelator. I mean, we could go through all of these, these people in the Bible who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword whose weakness was turned into strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sodded to, they were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith. Yet, none of them received what had been promised. They had faith, they didn't see it yet. Since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Verse, or chapter 12, verse one, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, get rid of it. Do all that you can to get rid of the sin. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. It's powerful. God has a baton of faith he has passed to you, for right now. You need to grab that baton, learn from those who ran before us, and run the race in order to win the prize. Don't be disqualified. 
Now, every one of us is given tools and talents and influence in our circles. Let God use those things to share about him. 1 Corinthians one twenty four says, Do not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets a prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Now, um, I have a best friend. Her name is Delinda. And we always do triathlons together. We sign up for these races and we do them together. We've done lots of them through the years. And as we were a few years ago signing up for one race, um, we do the sprint triathlons, which is the shortest distance in a tri. And she said, hey, Lindsay, I think you should probably sign up for the next, next level up. It's the, it goes sprint, Olympic, half Ironman, Ironman. So the Olympic is about a mile swim, 25 mile bike, and a 6.2 mile run. So she's like, don't do the sprint, do the longer one. And I said, I don't know. I said, all right, sure, I have time to train, we'll do this. So her and the other group of my friends signed up for the sprint triathlon, and I signed up for the longer distance on this one. Now, now, the race day comes, and this is an off-road course. I'd never done an off-road race before, so it was an open water swim in the lake. It was through the rugged hills of California and on the bike in the forest, and then it was a, a, a not-paved road for the run. And so this race starts out, and the swim is my favorite part. I love swimming. And so I hit the water, and I come out, the third woman, out of the water once I finish that leg. And I feel, I'm feeling really good. I'm like, I'm doing great. This is going well. I get to my transition area, get on my bike, and I start biking, 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 just hitting it hard. And the first big obstacle on the bike comes. It is this steep hill that shoots up that felt like forever. And so I go up as fast as hard as I can, and I just can't make it. So I unclip, I get out of my bike, and I just start pushing my bike up this hill. And there's, there's quite a few bikers around me doing the same thing because the hill was very steep. And then we get to the top and we keep riding. So as we're riding hill and hill and mountain, um, all of a sudden I see less and less people around me. I only see like one or two bikers up there, maybe one behind me. And I said, man, where's everyone going? I keep going and slowly, there's, soon there's no one around me at all. I'm just biking through these woods and mountains. I come to this big, steep hill cliff, and I start to go down, and my tire hits the rock wrong. I'm getting kind of tired by then. I fly over the handlebars, crash down, bike me, rocks, tumbling, hitting everything. I get all scraped up. I'm just laying there like, wow, why did I sign up for this race? And I said, all right, I dust it off. I'm like, all right, my legs are right. I jump back on my bike and I keep going. I don't see people for hours. I don't see trail markers. I have no idea where I am. And I just keep going. Now, finally, I pop out onto this road and I said, hey, that's a marker. And I head back to, towards the transition area. And I made it back. And when I get back, my friends are relieved to see me, but I still have one more leg of the race, the run. So I'm like a little shaky. I, I shake it off. I put my shoes on and I start out of the transition area for the run. And it was a two loop run. And I, so I go up the first run. There's a few runners around me, not very many. And I run the first lap. A lot of people passed me. I was really tired. And then I get to the second lap and I'm going and there is no one around me anymore. I'm running this race again alone. And pretty soon this truck pulls up behind me and they start picking up the cones. Like, I am dead last in this race. Like, absolutely last. The last one. They're cleaning the, the stuff for the race. So, I keep the time. I'm just going. I go as fast as I can, and I make it to the finish line. 
collapse, drink some water, eat some food. And we're, me and my friends were sitting right there, and they're doing the awards ceremony to our side. And I was kind of listening, not really, just sort of eating. And all of a sudden, I hear my name. But I didn't really pay attention. Then I heard my name again. I said, is Lindsay Pratt here? And so I'm like, I'm right here. I run, I run over there. I'm right here. I hobble, actually. I'm right here. And they say, come on up. I said, I have no idea what I have won. And they present me with this plaque. And they said, you won first place in the women's Olympic distance. I was like, how did I win first place? I came dead last in the entire race. They said, everyone else dropped out. The only one to finish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone else dropped out of that race. Now, we're in a pivotal moment of, of history, church. Like, don't drop out of the race. Don't be disqualified. Take the baton you're handed, take the race that is set before you and run your leg of the race with everything that you have in you because the prize is Jesus and eternity and forever. So say, I will run my race, I will finish my course that God has set before me. So I was born for this moment in history. Hebrews 12.1, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us this new year. Now, if God is tugging on your heart this morning, you may be interested in beginning a relationship with him. You may want to renew that faith in God. You may want Bible studies or information on baptism or a member or volunteering for a ministry this coming year. You can find all of that at pmchurch.org slash connect. We don't have physical cards. Fill one of those out. There's also a place for prayer requests. But I want to encourage this family, let's do this race together in community. Let's run this race of faith and tell everyone we know that Jesus is coming soon. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. We thank you for all of those who've come before us. We thank you for this community that you've built right here in Berrien Springs. God, be with us in this coming year and help us to be a light that shines so brightly to those around. And help us to be ready, God, when you come to run our race in faith. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.